Well, good morning, everybody. We meet in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Good, to, good morning. Good to see you one and all. Welcome to our service of Holy Communion. And in our service today, we continue to uh, read through the book of Amos. We're looking at Amos chapter 7 today, or at least the first bit of Amos chapter 7. And I'll be speaking on that in a few minutes' time. Um, other directions and suggestions as we go on. Uh, welcome everybody here in the building. Welcome to those of you who are watching elsewhere, watching at home. My name's Toby. I'm going to uh, lead the service. Um, yeah, let's uh, carry on then with news. Uh, there is a birthday, but the, uh, the birthday that I know of, uh, they're not actually in the room at the moment. Uh, so we'll uh, just uh, give them uh, a little while to, to come in. Are there any other birthdays of anybody who is in the room now? No? Okay, well, uh, it's uh, Sarah, but don't tell her I told you. Um, when she comes in, Sarah Leckie, that is, when she comes in, uh, we'll uh, give her the birthday hat to wear. I think we can do that today. You've got in your pods the prayer sheet. It's got readings for every day of the week on the inside. We're continuing to read through the Psalms in our midweek readings. Uh, some things to pray for there. And uh, if you could add to the, the prayer list, please. Tansy's not with us today because she's having to self-isolate. So uh, please do pray for Tansy and the family. If you're watching Tansy, uh, we hope nothing comes of it. And we look forward to seeing you uh, very soon. Uh, other things on the back. Sarah, in fact, is going to come in not only to receive the birthday hat, but because we want to uh, hear a, a quick message that she's going to give to us, a piece of news. Uh, is there any other news to share? Morning. Any other news? Okay, Connor, would you mind just telling Sarah we need her, please? Hi, Sarah. Do you, want, you had a quick uh, notice that you wanted to give. Do you want to? Uh, folks, you may have noticed that the, uh, the churchyard looks a little unkempt and a little unloved. Um, so what we've started is um, individuals just popping up on a Tuesday, if you're free, um, bring your own tools if you feel more comfortable. I've got a few hand tools, but not many. Um, and just doing a little bit, if you only do a couple of, a couple of the graves, that would be super. Um, there's no formal rotor. You just dip in, dip out. If you want to come and sit on the bench and bring cookies and cupcakes, equally, that's very acceptable. Um, so if you just want a bit of company and a chat, that's absolutely fine too. Um, here every Tuesday... Um, so that's it, really. So what, what just, just pop by. What time? Well, I get here about 10, um, although... My 10 o'clock can sometimes mean quarter past. Um, so I would say I will aim for 10 if you aim for half past. And we packed up about 3 o'clock. Um, it's all weather dependent, obviously. Um, so come in the right footwear, right clothing. And that's it, really, I think. Yes? Okay, thank you. Any questions? Um, Has anybody got a question? No? no? There we go, there. Thank you. And just before you go, Sarah, am I right in thinking that, in fact, this Tuesday is super special for you? Yeah, this Tuesday, um, it is a little bit special.
special because um, it is my birthday. Um, <laughs> so last year's birthday was cancelled for reasons that you're all aware of. Um, so this, this, um, this year, hopefully, I'll be getting a little bit of a tan doing a bit of gardening <laughs> outside in the churchyard. Lovely. Well, Sally, we're still not able to sing you happy birthday, but since you're up at the front, I think we can give you the birthday oh, hat. Um, I don't know if you're in pink today, but you are... Pink. You're having to go pink. Bit, yeah. There you Thank go. You. Many happy returns. Thank Thank you, Sarah. I don't know if you will be topping up your tan on Tuesday, but uh, we can pray for good weather. Any other news? Let us move on then. Friends, God chose his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Let us then show our love for him by confessing our sins in penitence and in faith. We keep some moments silence and then we pray our prayer of confession together. For all the times we have gone our own way, Father, forgive us. You tell us to follow you. For all the times when we have put ourselves before you and our service to others, Father, forgive us. You tell us to love. For all the times we have been selfish with the things that you give us, Father, forgive us. You tell us to share, to follow you, to love you, to love others and to share with them. Father, forgive us. You tell us to change. Well, friends, we know the good news we find in Jesus Christ, of his willingness, of his desire to forgive. We know the fallenness of humanity if we know our Bibles, if we frankly look at our own experience of ourselves and the world that we're in. But we also know the good news of the cross, where Jesus paid the price for our sins, the place at which through his dying and rising and then in his glorious coming again, we will be set free fully to serve forever and ever when Christ returns as our judge and our king. Friends, this is good news indeed. We are set free. Let us see what the word has to say on these matters today. I'm going to invite you to turn to Amos chapter 7 and you'll find this printed uh, on the sheet in your pods if you would like to follow. And we're going to hear that today read by Ellie. This morning's reading is taken from Amos chapter 7 verses 1 to 9. This is what the sovereign Lord showed me. He was preparing swarms of locusts after the king's share had been harvested and just as the second crop was coming up. When they had stripped the land clean, I cried out, Sovereign Lord, forgive! How can Jacob survive? He is so small. So the Lord relented. This will not happen, the Lord said. This is what the Sovereign Lord showed me. The Sovereign Lord was calling for judgment by fire. It dried up the great deep and devoured the land. Then I cried out, Sovereign Lord, I beg you, stop. How can Jacob survive? He is so small. So the the Lord relented. This will not happen either, the Sovereign Lord said. This is what he showed me. The Lord was standing by a wall that had been built true to plumb, with a plumb line in his hand. And the Lord asked me, what do you see, Amos? A plumb line, I replied. Then the Lord said, 
Look, I am setting a plumb line among my people Israel. I will spare them no longer. The high places of Isaac will be destroyed and the sanctuaries of Israel will be ruined. With my sword I will rise up against the house of Jeroboam. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Ellie. Let us pray. Father God, speak to us through Amos's vision today, we pray, as we read these words together. Lord, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Reasons to be cheerful. One, two, three. Well, I don't know about three, but there are a couple of reasons at least for Israel to be cheerful in this reading this morning. Amos says in verse 1, this is what the Sovereign Lord showed me. He was preparing swarms of locusts after the king's share had been harvested, and just as the late crops were coming up. So we'll start off with locusts. I uh, don't like just to uh, talk about them. I've brought some of my friends along with me today. I'm not going to let them out. Do not be alarmed. They're not in there yet. Let's open the top. These locusts, by the way, they have been spared for another 24 hours before they are fed to our friends, chameleons. So let's drop them in there. They're quite small. Obviously, if you're sitting a little way away, you might not be able to see them. You might be able to hear them hopping about. Oh, there's one got away. Should you find any others roaming about the building, please do send them back in my direction. There they all are. So our reading begins with locusts, uh, possibly a little bigger even than these ones here. We have some locusts in our reading. And they're sweet little critters, no doubt about it. I personally like them. I know others. My wife, for example, who is less keen on them. Um, but, you know. We'll leave that one for now. But they are quite sweet, I think, in their own little way. But here are only a few of them. Imagine, of course, if there were a swarm. There would be millions and millions and millions of them, and they destroy everything in their path. In fact, if we'd been reading through the Bible from beginning to end, the book uh, immediately before this one, the book of the prophet Joel, speaks about a real swarm of locusts. Amos is just having it here in a vision. Locusts are coming. This is God's judgment upon Israel. When they had stripped the land clean, Amos goes on, verses 2 and 3, when they had stripped the land clean, I cried out, Sovereign Lord, forgive. How can Jacob survive? He is so small. So the Lord relented. This will not happen, the Lord said. So Amos prays, and at Amos's prayer, the Lord forgives, 
and relents. Reasons to be cheerful. Well, that's from Israel's point of view, obviously, number one. Reasons to be cheerful, one, two, three. But how will Israel use this new second chance she's been given? Well, that's uh, locusts. We move on next in our reading, of course, to fire. And, uh, you know, I can't just have the locusts there. We need to have a bit of fire as well. So we move in Amos's vision from locusts to fire. All the boys in the building, I can hear them thinking, yeah, great. I think I'll put that one in there. Fortunately, I did come prepared. Mmm, that genuine wood smoke smell. Moving on to fire. Verse 4. I don't think the locusts like the smoke. This is what the Sovereign Lord showed me. The Sovereign Lord was calling out for judgment by fire. It dried up the great deep and devoured the land. Verse 4. Well, nobody can deny that fire is useful. Israel would use it to scare away marauding animals, to cook, to warm up those cold Palestinian winter nights. But of course, on the other hand, summer wildfires might sweep in and destroy everything in their path. And this is God's judgment on Israel, a fire that comes out of the wilderness. And Amos says, then I cried out, Sovereign Lord, I beg you, stop. How can Israel survive? He is so small. So the Lord relented. This will not happen either, the Sovereign Lord said, verses 5 and 6. And again, at Amos' prayer, the Lord relents. Though you will notice this time that we're not told he forgives. Reasons to be cheerful, one Two, three. But again, how will Israel use this second chance she has been given? Will Israel use this second chance that she's been given? Yes, God relents, but will she repent, change her ways? Or will she just carry on as before, feasting and carousing and oppressing the poor and sitting very lightly to God and his ways? Will she, in fact, continue in her complacency, in her wealth, in her pride, those things that we heard about in our reading last week? Reasons to be cheerful, one, two, three, but how will Israel use this second chance? She's been given. Let us see. This is what the Lord showed me. I'm looking at verse 7 now. This is what the Lord showed me. He was standing by a wall that had been built true to plumb with a plumb line in his hand. And the Lord asked me, What do you see, Amos? A plumb line, I replied. 
Then the Lord said, look, I am setting a plumb line among my people Israel. I will spare them no longer. Verses 7 and 8. We come last of all then in our reading today to the plumb line. Got one of those. I don't know much about these things. I was slightly surprised to find that anybody still owned, let alone used, a plumb line. That's what it looks like. If you've never seen one before, it's a way of making sure that your building is straight so it doesn't fall over. Plumb at the end, the lead at the end, pulling the string straight down. And you can see then are things straight like they should be. Phew, well, that's good news, isn't it? So uh, that wall's not going to be falling down any time soon. We measure straightness. We measure how true a wall is with a plumb line. And of course, the question is, does Israel stand tall and straight for God? In fact, do we stand tall and straight for God? Is Israel true to God's word in his law in this book? And the answer very clearly is no. Despite all of those chances that Israel has been given over and over and over again, the answer very clearly is no. And God says, I am setting a plumb line among my people, Israel. Are they straight? Are they true? No. I will spare them no longer. Because that Israel of Amos's day, well, she still has not repented. She still has not changed her ways. And she's still carrying on as before, feasting and carousing and oppressing the poor and ignoring God, or at best taking comfort from some sort of God and some sort of faith, but really of her own devising. A God and a faith as she would like them to be because it suits her, this new God, this new faith that she's living out. But it's not God as he really is. So reasons to be cheerful, one, two, three. How many chances do we think Israel should get? From her point of view then. It would seem that our reading ends with very few reasons to be cheerful. Look at verse 9. The high places of Isaac will be destroyed and the sanctuaries of Israel will be ruined. With my sword I will rise against the house of Jeroboam. And of course this is exactly what happened. It's there in the history books. We know what happened to this northern kingdom. We know that the Lord was true to his word and his promise. Because for the kingdom of Israel, this northern kingdom, this kingdom to whom Amos speaks, this kingdom of which Jeroboam is the king, God's time came. I will spare them no longer, he said. And so it will be again. But next time with much greater finality and with much greater power when Jesus returns as the world's king and its judge. 
His justified judgment will fall on the world. His plumb line will measure humanity and humanity will be found wanting. For all of the same reasons that Israel fell short, we are still, after all, children of Adam. So what must we do to be saved? How can we ever survive being so small as we are? Brothers and sisters, thank God, yes, that he is a God of justice and justice really matters. But thank God also that he is a God of mercy and grace who paid the price of our sins in our Lord Jesus Christ. Because all you need to do is to accept him, to know him, to let his sacrifice cover you in all of its power and its love. To let his warm heart enfold you. He desires it so much. To let his spirit rule in you and through you and over you. Know Jesus, receive his new life. Yes, reasons to be cheerful. One, two, three, the Lord relented. Praise the Lord. Well, as it was for Israel, so will it be for us. But this time, in Jesus, life is for keeps. Let us pray. So, Father, in all of these challenging words that we find in this book, May we carry in our hearts by the power of your spirit that assurance of your mercy, your love. We thank you, Father, that for the people of God, Jesus offers life to the full. May we know him more, make us more like him, Lord. We pray by the power of your spirit working in us. Father, we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I'm going to... uh, take my little friends out to the uh, the green room and they're looking forward no doubt to meeting the chameleon later on um, but uh, Karen MT is going to lead us in our prayers sorry oh we have a song yes we have a song we have a song uh, sadly we're not able to sing at the moment but let us listen to a song nevertheless
Thank you. I think that was one of our own recordings, wasn't it? So uh, thank you very much to our church musicians uh, for providing music for us. We are now going to have our prayers of intercession and Karen MT is going to lead them for us today. Heavenly Father, we pray for the world. We bring before you the reluctance to share, the failure to show mercy, the lack of compassion, the unwillingness to care, the fear and anguish. The world is so torn. Forgive us, Lord. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, we pray for our community. We pray for the lonely who watch and wait. We pray for the weary and the lost. Lord, give us courage to help. What are we waiting for? Forgive us, Lord. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, we pray for your church, the light in the dark, the foundation of love, the cornerstone of hope. Your church has the power to change the world. Lord, give us strength to march out in faith. What are we waiting for? Forgive us, Lord. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for all those who are sick. Let their anguish and pain be enveloped by your love, so that they rest a while, feeling your hand in theirs and your warm embrace. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. And we pray for all those who have died. They are forever loved, forever held, forever remembered. Lord, may they rest in peace and rise in glory. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. And we pray for all those who mourn. Be with them, Lord. Comfort them. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, there are so many troubles in this world. There is so much injustice. There are so many reasons to be sad. So many reasons to be disillusioned. Lord, we pray, help us find joy in each day. Help us to find joy in the simple things. Help us to stop and be still, to rest in you. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, we praise and thank you. Our hearts kneel before you. These church walls are here, Lord, but let us not forget to reach out far beyond them to cast out our fishing net. Merciful Father, accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. So we come to the Holy Communion, if you'd like to take the pots off the top of the elements. Brothers and sisters, the Lord is here. His Spirit is with us. So lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give thanks and praise. Father, it is right, it is our duty, it is our joy now and always to give you thanks and praise. Holy Father, Heavenly King, Almighty and Eternal God, through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord. For Jesus is your living word. 
Through him you have created all things from the beginning and formed us in your own image by the power of your Holy Spirit. Through him you have freed us from the slavery of sin, giving him to be born of a woman and to die for our sins upon the cross. Father, you raised him from the dead. You exalted him to your right hand on high. And through him you have sent upon us your holy and life-giving spirit and made us a people for your own possession. Therefore, Father, accept our praises, we pray, through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Saviour, who, in the same night that he was betrayed, took bread and gave you thanks. He broke the bread. He gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, and Father, he gave you thanks. And he gave it to them, saying, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it, in remembrance of me. So let us do as Jesus commands, if you'd like to take the bread. The body of Christ was broken for you. And if you'd like to take the wine, the blood of Christ was shed for you. So as the church, as the people of God, those redeemed through the blood of Christ, we pray together as Jesus taught us the words of the Lord's Prayer. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. We have our closing song. So 
So may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be upon you and remain with you now and always. Amen. Go in peace to love and to serve the Lord. In the name of Christ. Amen.